I'm Hermine Hartman with Indigo Studio. Every family has at least one. What do you do with those family recipes? I'm talking about the recipes from your grandmother, maybe your great-grandmother, your aunt. Where are those recipes that you use for holidays, for special occasions, Thanksgiving, your birthday, Christmas? Is that recipe in a special cookbook, or is it in a drawer, or is it in a special cabinet? One year for Christmas, I took all my mom's recipes and I put them in a special book, and it was a wonderful Christmas gift to my cousins. It was a hit. It was quite a gift. And today, our conversation is with people who took family recipes, sometimes dating as far back as to slavery, and they turned those recipes into businesses. I call them golden recipes. They're turned into riches. They're actually legacy recipes. I'm going to introduce you to them today. Stay tuned. Don't go away. Hi, I'm Marine Hartman with Indigo Studio. We have got a most exciting show for you today. Now, we all like to cook and we all have those special recipes, but our guest today took the family recipes and turn them into gold because they went into business. So I want you to meet Mr. Patrick Oden. He has cheesecake from his brother. I want you to meet Michelle Hoskins. She's got syrup from her great, great, great grandmother. And I want you to meet Udell Watts. He has barbecue sauce from old Arthur, his great, great, great grandfather. And Stephanie is just a little genius because Stephanie took her grandmother's recipe, learning how to make cake, and she is now into the bakery business. So, Michelle, I'm going to start with you because you have been in business longer than anybody here. And I want to hear, before you tell us anything else, I want to hear about America Washington. America Washington. Isn't that a great name? That is a fact. So you can imagine who her daddy was. I don't know who. I don't know either. Uh, okay, so. It might have been George. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, America Washington was my great, great, great grandmother. And she, her mother died as a slave in the late 1800s. And in 1866, when slaves were emancipated, she stayed in the house where she grew up with her mom. And the, the owners did not like molasses. So, they asked America, could you please make us something that we would like? So, America made a syrup out of churn butter, honey, and cream. And she, that must be in her pocket, and she passed it down to the third daughter in each generation. So my mother was the third daughter, and I was the only daughter, so I did not get the recipe until my third daughter was born. And at the same time, when she was growing up, she was a little, you know, 89 years old, I had read that the 80s was the decade of the woman, and that women were going to emerge as CEOs and executives of the companies. And I wanted to be part of that movement. So I thought, what could I do? And then I had the secret recipe that my mom had just handed me, and I decided instead of passing my daughters a recipe, I'd pass my business. And that's how Michelle's Honey Cream Syrup started. And so we've got three syrups, mm -hmm. and we are in stores throughout the United States in grocers. Yeah, we're a national brand. We're in over 10,000 stores, all major retail stores, and we are also, we just set in Target in August. Now, ladies and gentlemen, you all better keep those recipes. Now, I want to go to Mr. Watts because I want you to tell me about old Arthur, who was a pit master. Tell me about that. Tell me that story. Absolutely. Arthur, the image on the label, actually is Arthur. 
My great-great-grandfather was born into slavery, Kansas City, Missouri. He was a slave until he was 28 years of age. His job day in and day out revolved around open pit barbecuing, and that's where he began to develop recipes to complement the meats that he was cooking over open pit. So when he was freed at the age of 28 to the Emancipation Proclamation at the end of the Civil War, the only thing of value that he had to take with him out of bondage were his recipes. And uh, when he got you know, to the state of Illinois, those recipes served him well. He became a very well-renowned pit master, somebody that was sent for for you know, miles around, communities would send for him for to come and host county, you know, county fairs, city festivals, and things like that. So his renown was exceptional over the course of the 80 years as a free man that he plied his trade. He lived to be 108, and he you know kept these recipes close to the vest and passed them down to in his direct you know bloodline, his direct children, and then their children uh, were the recipients of those recipes, which we now make you know today. So we're a strong, up and coming regional brand. Someday hope to be a national brand, but, uh, you know, the Michelle's future's gonna, pretty bright. Michelle's going to help you get there. <laughs> and, but, but I can go online because that's what I did. I went online and I bought everything. Absolutely. We are in, in retailers here in the Chicago area. Mm-hmm. We're in retailers, you know, in, throughout the Midwest. The easiest way to get a hold of us most consistently is through our website. Go online. You can also see us on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Hey, Brown Sugar. Hey. So you, your grandmother, you were a little girl, and your grandmother taught you how to make a cake, a pineapple coconut cake. Tell me about that. It was just the favorite. I'm so blessed to come from a generation of women that really showed their love through cooking in general and baking was, I'm just a sweet girl. So it was my favorite. I got to have a pineapple coconut cake at Christmas and my birthday. And I just loved the cakes. I loved all the sweets that the African-American women in my life made from sweet potato pie to cornmeal pie, red velvet cake. I didn't even get a red velvet cake until I was about 12. Because the lady that made the red velvet cake, that was an adult cake. It was not for... It was not for children. It was not for children. Okay. We ate the store-bought cake. Okay. And Patrick, your brother. So we've we've heard from from the great-great-greats, got to the grandmother. Now, you talk about your brother with a cheesecake recipe. Tell me about that. Yes, yes. It started with my brother, Chef Leo, in which he's late now. He's gone now. But he started off back in maybe the early 90s. He came back from Atlanta. He wanted to do his own thing because he's a chef in Atlanta, chef in Atlanta, Alabama. So he came to Chicago and he wanted to do his own business then. So he came out. He started off in my mother's kitchen, just baking cheesecakes and pass them out to different stores and stuff, seeing if people try it out. So all of a sudden, the big craze came with these fish and chicken places. And he was the pioneer of putting in all the ethnic neighborhoods, all the black neighborhoods all around Chicago. So he wanted to do that. So here I am after he passed away. I continued the business on, growing it in a different area in which my dream was always to make it bigger. You know, Leo made it big. He really made it big because he had over a thousand stores around Chicago and Indiana. So I wanted to take it a little bit further. I wanted to take it national. So now I came up with this thing I've had on a shelf for probably about three years now. I had this thing about cupcakes and cheesecakes. The cheesecake cupcakes. Cheesecake cupcakes, you know, have our own niche. I know one out here in and I don't think in the United States has that, a store with that. So we have that right here now on a magnificent mile in which we service. We have at least 12 SKUs every day on that because cheesecakes is what we do. We're still serving all the restaurants around Chicago like we used to. But now we have our flagship restaurant downtown in Chicago. Just making it a little bit bigger. 
than what we are and just taking it out here. So you're on the Gold Coast with Cheesecake in the Nordstrom on the first floor. Yeah, 520 right. North Michigan. So now we've told you all how this started and now we're going to tell you how they got rich. We'll be right back. I'm Hermine Hartman with Indigo Studio. Stay tuned. To be positioned for the future, companies are ready to implement energy-efficient opportunities to improve workplace comfort. That's why businesses throughout Northern Illinois are partnering with the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program to find up to 35% in energy savings. Because at ComEd, we're not just powering for the now, we're powering your business for what's ahead. Here's to those who refuse to accept they're only human. Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Illinois, proud server of the most advanced machine on earth. That's the sound of the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program, saving you up to $500 on your energy bills with rebates and discounts on energy-efficient products so you can enjoy the experience of coming back to a home full of savings. For all the journeys ahead, go with a partner who's been there from the beginning. Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Illinois is committed to advancing and simplifying the healthcare experience for its members and communities well into the future. Enroll at bcbsil.com. So, Michelle, tell me how we go from the syrup recipe in the kitchen, Mm -hmm. in your kitchen Mm -hmm. that you were actually making. Mm -hmm. How do we get that to a mass distribution to retail? Well, the first thing you have to do is to formulate your recipe. Okay. You cannot take a recipe that you make on the stove and take it into mass distribution. Mm -hmm. It has to be formulated so there's a consistency there in every bottle or every product. It's the same. It's the same. Mm -hmm. So you take that recipe, you make sure that that recipe is given to a food chemist and he makes that into a formula that you can actually take to a co-packer and have that co-packer make it consistently from one bottle to thousands of bottles. Okay, and so it's the same. It's the same in recipe. Every bottle. In every but bottle. But it's still your grandmother. It's still my grandmother's recipe, recipe. but I took the base of that mm-hmm. and I made it into, because what I put my grandmother made and I made, we could not put it on the, on the market mm-hmm. because it became rancid or it becomes, so you cannot mm-hmm. put, I tell most people to start off, first starting off, do not try to put a finished product that has life shelf on retail because you're not going. You're not going to be successful. It, won't it, has last. To, it has to be in a formulated situation so you can put it on the shelf and then tell people it's there. And okay. it has to have a longevity. So, how did old Arthur's get out of the barbecue on holidays, Fourth of July, and in the summer? How did you get that to retail? How did you get it in the bottle? Similar story to, to um, mm-hmm. what Michelle described, you know, by turning it over to a food chemist, a scientist that will take and help you, you know, expand that recipe, but make it uh, shelf stable. Mm-hmm. You're then, uh, you're, you're faced with some choices. You know, the recipe that you give them is not the exact recipe that you get back. And you've got to make some, some choices on substitutions. For instance, if you have butter in it, that can't sit on a shelf. It will go rancid. So they'll give you a couple of options for how to substitute that. Mm-hmm. And you then have to you sample it. This is pretty close or no, it's. 
pretty far off the mark and you'll push that recipe back and forth mm -hmm. as they tweak it. And eventually you'll get to the point where you'll say, this reminds me of mine you hit or this is close enough. Mm -hmm. And then it's a matter of, you know, simply telling them how much you want them to produce. But believe me, you want to have, you know, sales in mind. You better have an idea of where you're going to sell it at the time that you're asking for them to produce several hundred gallons of barbecue sauce for mm -hmm. you. Now, Stephanie, you are still kind of like in the kitchen, really absolutely fixing those recipes. How do you do that? How do you move from how do you move from grandma's kitchen, grandma's knee into the bakery? So my grandmother left the planet and I was spoiled. I didn't really make those cakes. She made them for me and I missed them. So I taught myself how to bake. And once I got it right, when I shared those products, people were like, I feel the same thing you feel. I'm not a home baker. I'm not a, a home person. So I did open up a bakery and I created a line of cakes that were the cakes of my childhood memories um, and people responded well to them. And over the years, we have gone from being, I would say, a bakery to a manufacturer. Of so what are those now. cakes? Tell me about those cakes. Oh, we make, you know, of course, pineapple coconut. The number one seller we have, and it's a tough cake to make, is caramel cake. We make yellow chocolate, double chocolate, German chocolate, red velvet. I make a dreamsicle cake. We make a rainbow sherbet cake. Anything from my childhood that reminded me of cake. We make a fantastic pound cake. We make Mrs. Ross's sweet potato pie and her cornmeal pie. So peach cobbler, banana pudding, all from scratch because we didn't have, my childhood, people didn't buy Jell-O. Um, they made the custards. Mm -hmm. And so we get, to, we get to still do that. But it's, it's a lot of fun watching, um, and as Michelle said, when you bake at home, you bake with a recipe. When we work, we work with formulas. Okay, so you got to get to that formula. So tell me about cheesecakes. You don't have just a cheesecake. You've got some cheesecake. Yeah. Tell me about those cheesecakes. Yeah, yeah, we do have some cheesecakes. So with me, myself, personally, like uh, Stephanie here, I'm in the kitchen as well sometimes. And uh, because we, we, we manufacture all our own stuff and distribute throughout Chicago, so I'm in there in the kitchen sometime, making sure everything's right, making sure just like if we come up with something new, I'm in there helping them formulate it. But the base did come from Leo. I can't say I, I did it. It came from him. So right now, like you say, I have a lot of the same flavors. So you got plain cheesecake. Plain You got cheesecake. strawberry cheesecake. Plain strawberry. We have a dreamsicle. Right now, seasonal, we have a caramel apple. We have a red velvet cheesecake. Red velvet. Yeah, cherry cheesecake. Leopoldan cheesecake, which is three different flavors on one cheesecake, which is the chocolate, Ooh. vanilla, and the strawberry. So that was named after Leo, you know? So, <laughs> so we're doing some things in the kitchen still. All right, now, now Stephanie, your business expanded. Yes. You bought a candy company. Tell yeah, me I, about I the turtles. I bought the location that had made candy for 86 years. It's a 10,000 square foot warehouse space where we're going to be manufacturing cakes and we have retooled the candy into a line called Life is Sweet. The turtle making is, so I look at it just like the cakes. I remember there was turtles that came in a can when I was a little girl and it was such a treat. I've expanded them. We make a German chocolate turtle. Oh, we make goodness. a white chocolate turtle, a ruby it's turtle. So I'm having fun. It's like another way for me to express myself and create candy that reminds me of my childhood. So That's I'm having a ball. wonderful, wonderful. Now, your syrup, 
is in all of the grocers for the most part. Yeah. You are getting into grocers. You're at Mariano's now. What's your distribution? You just want people to come to your store, both of you. You want them just come to your store, or can I order online? You can order online for me, and I ship my products nationwide. So this is awesome. I'm also sold through some other venues, Taste of Chicago, powered by Luminalties. They sell my cakes. You'll see me on HSN and things like that. I sell through those kinds of channels. But you can get me nationwide. We ship out every single day cakes all over the country and the candy as well. And Patrick, what about you? You, you ship all over? We don't ship all over. We ship cookies because we're in the cookies as well. You got cookies too? Yeah, we do cookies. You didn't tell me about the cookies. Oh. Tell me about the cookies. Oh, yeah, that's cookies. We got cheesecake cookies? Cheesecake. No, not cheesecake, <laughs> but we have the, <laughs> the old school butter cookies, the peanut butter cookies, chocolate chip cookies. Oh, my uh, gosh. So for Thanksgiving and Christmas, this is what I hear. I don't want to make my cake at home, but I can get cake just like I would make it at home if I made it at home or the cheesecake if I made it at home. But I can come to the store and I can buy it and it'll be just like grandma's, right? It'll be just like grandma's. On that note, we'll be right back as we get some more hints on how to cook and taste just like grandma's. To be positioned for the future, companies are ready to implement energy-efficient opportunities to improve workplace comfort. That's why businesses throughout Northern Illinois are partnering with the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program to find up to 35% in energy savings. Because at ComEd, we're not just powering for the now, we're powering your business for what's ahead. Technology is meant to make our lives better, especially when it makes them easier, happier, and healthier. Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Illinois is committed to advancing and simplifying the healthcare experience for its members and communities. Enroll at bcbsil.com. That's the sound of the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program, saving you up to $500 on your energy bills with rebates and discounts on energy-efficient products so you can enjoy the experience of coming back to a home full of savings. From preventive cancer screenings and diabetes care to hypertension and behavioral health management, Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Illinois is committed to advancing and simplifying the healthcare experience for its members and communities. Enroll at bcbsil.com. We're back and we're talking about recipes and how they turned into gold. So, Michelle, now I can do your serve for my pancakes, but not only my serve pancakes. Pancakes. No, we're the only condiment on the surf out, meaning that you can take my product and cook with it. We don't have anything. We, we don't put high fructose corn syrup. We don't put anything in that that crystallizes. So you can go put, do greens, cornbread. You can do lamb chops. You can do salmon. Stephanie has made me a, a butter pecan cake. So with you the can actually, with the Ooh, syrup, baby. and it was so good. So you can actually cook with our product. You can put the honey cream over chicken. You can bake, grill, baste and pour with our syrups. My goodness. Now, tell me, old authors, tell me how to use a rub. That's what I want you to do. How do I use 
a rub. You know, the, uh, the name rub is a little bit mis- misleading. It's a spice blend. Nothing it's more. A spice. Nothing more than that. Okay. Yeah, you, know, you might rub it in a little bit, but the reality is nine times out of ten, I'm shaking it on and putting it on the grill, putting it in the smoker. But we use these rubs as frequently in the kitchen as we do outside in the, in, in the backyard. Okay. So, you know, I'll use our gold dust. That's seasoning up my collard greens. It's seasoning up my, you know, my green beans. That's where I'll I I'll use Crossroads because I'm putting that on my baked salmon, you know, if we, if we do it in the oven. You know, we've got, if you think about the six different flavor profiles mm-hmm. of our dry rubs, those things go just as well with the stuff you're cooking on the stove or, or in the oven. It's not just for the backyard. And you had a cheesecake that I, when I went on your site, that I liked. It was a chocolate and like a swirl. What was that? Chocolate swirl or raspberry. Oh, that's what it was. Huh? Jacket, chocolate. So you didn't think I knew that, did you? Chocolate swirl. Yeah, it was a chocolate raspberry. Have you gone into the little gala market, into some specialized food kind of markets where it's a little, it's a, it's not a, it's not a whole cake, but it's just a little piece? We do cupcakes. We do mini cupcakes that are two bite cupcakes is what we call them. I make truffles is what I call it. And we put truffles on a stick. Mm. And it's a combination that's where my cake meets the, the new candy. So that's a combined product that we do. Cake meets the new candy. Right, because then we take the cake pop cake and then we dip it in the chocolate and then we roll it in other accoutrements. Oh. Um, we have one that has Gosh. coffee on the outside, nuts, those kind of things. And then I put Michelle's syrup on it. Oh, my goodness. Oh, and, and I'll tell you that I've got something special. Michelle makes something else that we're going to be using her syrup in for this holiday season. And that is we're doing the pecan pie with her syrup in it that I'm going to be making a cake that has the pecan pie in it. So do you make pies too? Oh, I make pies. Yeah, so how you gonna be I'm the yes. She's yes. a baker. Y'all can yeah. tell I don't cook, right? You can definitely <laughs> tell that I don't cook. Let me tell you why I don't cook. So you your grandmother was great, your your great great grandfather was great, and America was great. Because they probably actually taught you and put the recipes down. Mm-hmm. When I was a little kid, my, in my mother's kitchen, and she would say, You put a pinch of salt. How much salt is a pinch of salt? For a six-year-old. I don't know. So I would put salt. And she was, no, that's not a pinch. Do a little bit of pepper. Okay. How much is a little bit of pepper? Okay. It wasn't what I thought at six years old. So me and her fought in the kitchen. I was, I was like, <laughs> no good. It's like, go somewhere and, and play and, you know, get out the kitchen so I can fix food. But what we did is my mother got older and we wanted to maintain tradition with our family Christmas dinner that we've always, always had, is my little cousin. She shadowed my mother, and she would say, now write this down, and <laughs> we wrote these recipes down. So, so here's my question to you all in telling that story. Did you learn for real how to make these recipes, or no. did you no. follow a recipe no and then learn how to make it and then add and subtract and so forth. The advantage of having a recipe and taking it to a chemist is that pinch of salt becomes a measurement. So all of that, I mean, you, you can sit and literally say, okay, I make, I make gravy and I put a pinch of this in put, but when you want to put that gravy on the market, that chemist is going to take that pinch 
and he is going to understand what measurement that pinch is. He's going to formalize. He's going to formalize. Okay. So you don't have to. I mean, we don't. None of us came from you know like measurements. We came. I think my and I can say this about all of us. Our price came out of just the desire of legacy. You know, I wanted to create a legacy for my family. I wanted to be, I wanted someone, I wanted to create something, brand something, and have it grow and have it become a legacy. Mm-hmm. And that's why I started. And the, the, the syrups has kind of followed. And, and, and the honey cream was the number one. But then butter pecan and maple came along. And it was just almost, it's been almost like this love passion that we have. So in thinking about pancakes, we all grew up on Aunt Jemima pancakes. Mm-hmm. Aunt Jemima from Black Lives Matter came off the shelf. How did that affect your business? The day that Aunt Jemima came off the shelf, my sales went up 78%. Okay. Forbes called me and my internet just blew up. Beyonce posted about me. Everybody was posting about this. Oh, there's a real Aunt Jemima. There's a real mother of syrups. And when Aunt Jemima left, my whole life changed. It took me 37 years for my life to change in 37 minutes. Wow. That was there. Absolutely. I went from from a nice, comfortable business. Nice boutique business. To like, wow. I mean, I'm everywhere and my product is moving. I used to say I wanted to move 12 bottles. You all can, can, you know, adhere to this. I wanted to move 12 bottles a month. That's the case, right? I started moving 12 bottles a minute. Wow. Wow. So. Competition matters. It does matter who's on the market. But right. here's what's really important is authenticity. Yes. Because that's what really blew you up. Because right. we knew Angie Mama wasn't, you know, right. she wasn't real. And we got tired of looking at that right. face with that rag on her head. So, so now we really have an authentic right. product. And all of your products are authentic from kitchens of family. So it is a family legacy for real as it has been perfected by you and brought to market so more than your family can enjoy it, so we can all enjoy it. I enjoy your barbecue. When I tell people I want to make a wonderful cake, I go to Stephanie. I will now tell them I will make some little cheesecakes and I will come to you. Do anything in the kitchen no, with this. No, this is, this is for pancakes for me in okay. my house. And having said that, I want to thank you all for watching us and listening to these great stories. These are fantastic stories, so if you got your recipe, Don't throw it away. Keep it. Might be gold if you know what to do with it. I'm Hermine Hartman with Indigo Studio.